thanks for tuning in to the Allerton Park Bird Club podcast, where we discuss birds and birding with the birders of Central Illinois. Hi, I'm Evan Smith. And I'm Nate Beckyu. And this is episode four of the Allerton Park Bird Club podcast. Need to take care of a few housekeeping issues here. Uh, the first one is finally the website is up and it is live. It's not great, but it's a work in progress. Both Nate and I do have jobs and families and kids and wives, and we uh, are working on it, getting pictures uploaded. But for the most part, all the episodes are there. Second, I uh, want to give a big thank you to local band Nioga Blacksmith for allowing us to use uh, one of their songs. It's off their upcoming album for the introduction and the outro. Uh, they're a local Piatt County-based band. Great group of guys. Even one of them is a doctor. So uh, they're kind of like the fish of central Illinois. Uh, and I just I'll put a link to their band camp. They do host a few um, music festivals called the Hogshoot Series, the Hogshoot Opry. It takes place just si- outside of Allerton. Great venue, great bands. I would highly check it out if I were you. Now to get into the meat of the, uh, the episode. So there, this is a, a very, there's a lot of layers to this, like an onion. So we originally wanted to record this yesterday in Bloomington at the White Oak Lake. So we didn't get to record it, but we did get to go there. But part of the reason we went there is because today we wanted to talk about the duck stamp. So Nate, uh, let's talk about the duck stamp. Yeah, uh, so the duck stamp is, uh, you can you could Google this and under the federal duck stamp, but the duck stamp has been uh, a thing since around, uh, I think, 1934. It was put in place as a way to raise money for conservation, and it's, it's required. So if, you're, if you want to hunt uh, waterfowl in the United States, you have to purchase a hunting license, and you have to purchase a federal duck stamp. They're $25, and all that, 98% of that $25 goes directly to purchasing conservation easements, purchasing land that is all in the National Wildlife Refuge system. Is this a stamp that you would put on an envelope? Because a $25 stamp is pretty expensive. It looks like a stamp that you would put in an envelope, but Every year, there's a contest for artists to do a painting of uh, a particular duck species, and um, and then it does look just like a postage stamp, but it's an expensive one. And for hunters, they have to put that on their hunting license. But it's also a really good way for birders or people who are just interested in conservation to make a donation that uh, goes straight to Habitat. And... Uh, what is the, the the bird on this year's duck stamp is the black-bellied whistling duck, which brings us into why we went to the White Oak Park, or is it Lake? I think it was White Oak Park. Yeah, White Oak Park, but there is a lake at this park. Um, so on Wednesday night, I checked, I, I was looking at the, 
uh, Illinois Birding Network group on Facebook. If you're not a member, I would highly suggest going there. This is a birding group. It is not a fo bird photography group, even though that people do have some amazing photos on there. That uh, one of the people on there uh, uploaded photos that there was a a group of black-bellied ducks that were there in addition to a few other birds which we we're going to talk about today so I texted Nate and then Nate texted me back and said let's go uh, fast or rewind to yesterday we went there and did some birding but each of us had obligations so we didn't get a go live from there so instead we are broadcasting from my side yard today uh, behind a pine tree and looking at a barn and cornfield and and the cornfield uh, but there is a pond in the distance so we kind of have some waterfowl that come in and out uh, so the black-bellied duck Nate this is is this a common bird for our area right now it's not a common bird for our area right now but it is increasing uh, and and moving its range north so uh, it originally we had Evan said let's pick some birds that to talk about that we could or we should be on the lookout for that have not been documented uh, in our area. Pyatt County does not have any record of black belly whistling duck. A few weeks ago, I think it was a few weeks ago, there were a small group in, um, distracted by a Phoebe going after moth. Yep. Uh, there was some in Champaign and uh, they show up in, you know, subdivision ponds, little farm ponds, uh, kind of a, uh, usually in like an urban uh, pond. So I said, let's uh, put that on our list. And then uh, Evan noticed that there were some in Bloomington. So we said, let's, let's go find them. And the black belly whistling duck has, uh, that was not on my life list. Uh, so I was really happy to find it. Um, the identifying, if you were to find these birds in a pond, the most distinguishing fact is their bill. It's a yeah, bright orange bill and a gray head, right, with like a little white eye ring around it. Um, they're they're a beautiful duck. We didn't get to see them; they were kind of tucked away in the reeds. Um, but the and then the call of the black-bellied duck is this. Do you know why they call it the whistling duck? I think it whistles. I, I, I can't whistle. I've never had the ability to whistle, so I don't know. Um, but, but Go ahead. Well, the so the, the black-bellied whistling duck uh, is the art for the 2020 uh, federal duck stamp. And it, it was just released and available, I think, this week. I ordered mine. And um, so we uh, we wanted to talk about it as the artwork for this stamp and the importance of buying the stamp and as a bird to be on the lookout for. And I was reading that the artwork, this is the only federal contest that has artwork in it. So that is open to the public. So it's the only one that actually has the contest that the public can, can enter. While we were there, though, we also saw some other other great birds. And I would say that one of them is a lifer for me in, in this area. Um, 
Nate, do you want to describe? You want to talk about when people say a lifer, what that means? The the term lifer in the birding community just means that that was the first time you have seen that bird in your life. So, uh, if we say that we saw a lifer, that was the first time we saw that bird. Right, and I there was three lifers that we had had today. One of them is another bird that we've never seen in Pyatt County. Uh, it's the yellow-headed blackbird. Uh, I've been on the lookout for this. I thought I had seen one a few years ago driving down the interstate, but I couldn't positively identify it. This bird is is basically a, a blackbird with a bright yellow head. It's unmistakable. Uh, it was in the reeds, but it also put a pretty good show on for us coming out, going along the, the, uh, the, the lakefront, uh, getting chased by geese. They're oftentimes found in with red wing blackbirds, and they do nest in reeds on the the sides of lakes. That would be their their habitat that you would find them. Uh, Nate, what was that stuff that you said they were in? Well, we saw them in Phragmites, which is a really noxious, terrible, invasive plant. Um, so it was hard to appreciate it when it was... Uh, standing in that uh, invasive plant but it looked a lot nicer when it landed on the just on the grass yeah phragmite i couldn't remember the name of phragmites giant reed or phragmites so if you're in the area you have a pond that has phragmites in it keep on the lookout for it it's a uh, it's pretty well mistake. first first evan they should kill the phragmites <laughs> we don't want phragmites these uh yellow-headed blackbirds do not need phragmites they will nest in any uh wetland uh, cattail, marsh, sedge, meadow. Um, if you have Phragmites, first you should kill it and then look in whatever replaces it for the yellow-headed blackbird. And here's the, the unmistakable song of the yellow-headed blackbird. It's that unmistakable gravelly, growly type sound that 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 you hear. Um, the other bird that we briefly saw that was a lifer for us. The other bird that we briefly saw that was a lifer for us was the least bittern. And it's a small heron-like bird that is very secretive. It flew directly in front of us into the reeds. Sorry, that was my phone, everybody. I forgot. I thought I had turned it off. Uh, that flew into the reeds in front of us, and then it disappeared. And then it flew into the reeds again. Um, so we saw it fly out of the reeds, across the pond, and when we weren't paying attention, it flew right back in and disappeared right back into the reeds. And all that we really saw of it was it's a small brown bird, heron-like. Uh, it, it is very secretive. A lot of times it hunts by holding on to the Phragmites or af after you get rid of the Phragmites, whatever you want to hunt with or whatever you want to plant in this place, it'll hold on and, and hunt the, the fish that way. Uh, so we wanted to talk about also, since we're talking about the duck stamp, talking about the 
the birds that you see in a wetland type area, what are some of the birds that we should be on the lookout in our area in central Illinois? We have a, we have a special guest here. Yeah. Oh, good. Max, would you like to say, would you like to say hello to everybody? No. Okay. Uh, so one thing about that duck stamp, uh, if you if you don't hunt, and you want another reason to get it, if you buy that duck stamp and keep it with you, you can use that to cover your entry fee into any national wildlife refuge. So you show up at the gate, you show them that you've purchased a duck stamp, and you get in for free. I had that's awesome. I had no idea that that was a thing. Yeah. So uh, another reason to buy it. And so back to the birds. We had a couple other birds that are uh, area wetland uh, specialist, and uh, one is the belted kingfisher. Um, the belted kingfisher is. Um, is interesting in that usually in, with our, the bird species, the more colorful of the two sexes is the male. But a belted kingfisher, the more colorful bird is the female. She has a all the, the bluish gray of the belted kingfisher, kind of a blue jay color. And then she also has a rusty red band, orangish band on her breast. And these are oftentimes seen perched on wires above creeks, above rivers. Um, they they hunt crayfish, small prey. The and the one thing that I will say I didn't know this, but they nest in cavities in the sides of hills, in a cut bank. So where the where a creek bank or a river bank has made a sharp cut, or a, or a lake where there's a exposed soil. They will carve out a cavity, and uh, that's where they'll make their nest. And there was also, uh, this is one, a lot of times roads, building of roads, has actually provided habitat for the belted kingfisher to live in. This is also, I think they're voting on it, possibly the next mascot for the University of Illinois. I've seen some sketches of that, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's passed. Um, I'm not going to dip my toes in that water about the Illinois mascot uh, everything. You know, you can think what you want, and I'll think what I want. But, uh, yeah, that's the. this could be the possible future of the Illinois, you know, the, the University of Illinois athletics. The fighting kingfishers. Uh, the fighting kingfishers. Uh, you know, they they dive in, catch a fish and usually fly up onto a perch and then beat the life out of the prey and swallow it whole, head first. Seems like a good uh, mascot. I, and it is oranges and blue, which yep. is the colors of the Illini are, so I think it would work. We would like to thank our sponsor, Willow Branch Kennel, for providing the best for your pet while you're away. Visit them at willowbranchkennel.com or call them at 217-669-2167 next time you're away. Uh, another bird that I've been seeing, uh, that I saw around earlier this spring that's going to be making a return is the great egret. The great egret is the, the largest, totally white bird 
that would be in the area. Uh, it's very similar in appearance to the Great Blue Heron. I think the flying profile, so the flying profile of the Great Blue Heron, when they, when they fly, they fly with their neck cocked. Um, the Great Egret also flies in that same pattern with the neck cocked and the legs extended. Um, they'll be found in floodplains, uh, ponds, ponds edges, and they they also I think their legs are black, black legs, yellow bill. Yes, as opposed to the snowy egret, which has yellow legs and regular bill. <laughs> that might... uh, the great the great blue heron is just edges out the great egret in size by just a touch and it's all white so if you um, are out and about um, here in late july and through august the great egrets will once they've finished uh, mating they will wander a little bit so they don't mate here but they will wander north from uh, some southern territories at the end of the summer and that's usually when we have the best chance of seeing them yeah, we saw one this spring briefly for about a week, uh, week, two weeks, and then it disappeared. They're always magnificent creatures to see. The other bird that we saw this spring, or I didn't see it, uh, was the cattle egret during migration. Uh, and we had a friend that saw it. I never personally saw it. But that's a, a smaller egret that that we'd love to see. Um, it was seen on a cattle farm. It, it was on one of the founder's cattle farms. Uh, so the one of the other birds that we have on there is the um, the swallow, Nate. Yeah, the northern rough wing swallow. We have barn swallows in the area. We have cliff swallows in the area. We have tree swallows in the area. And we have northern rough wing swallows in the area. I think um, I'm guilty of it before I really learned uh, my swallows, but I often called this bird a bank swallow. And bank swallow, I think, is uh, easier to say and a shorter name. There are bank swallows, though, correct? There are bank swallows, but they're not as common in our area as is the northern rough-wing swallow. Where, where, so, uh, how, what are the, how do, how do we ID the, uh, the swallow? Well, when you see swallows flying over an open area, you want to get a look at their color and at their tail. Um, when you see that long forked tail, it's going to be a barn swallow around here. When you see a bird that is displaying uh, like flashes of blue and white, those are your tree swallows. And when you see one that is mostly brown around here, that is generally the northern rough wing swallow. Um, if you got a look at one that was almost all brown, but had a brown band across the, across its breast, that would be the bank swallow. The breast of the northern rough-winged swallow is um, is kind of a dusty, dirty white. It's not got a brown band across it. Here's the song of the northern rough-winged swallow. Where do these guys live at, Nate? The, they will nest in the same cut banks as the belted kingfisher. 
uh, even sometimes moving into belted kingfisher, uh, pre, you know, previous cavities created by kingfishers. And the, so river banks, we can find them in creek, creek banks. Yeah, th- th- this swallow is going to be more commonly found in forested habitats than your other swallows. So, uh, you know, most of the swallows you think of being out in the open, uh, these guys are ones that you will you will run into uh, over a, a forested creek or a, along a, a river like the Sangamon. God, I, I would have to. I th- I'm. I don't know if I could identify one of these off the hand, but I have to, I have to see. Um, so one of the things that you might have seen on the Allerton Bird Club uh, Facebook page is some creek cam footage of some owls and this also ties in to another really cool picture that i saw on uh, the illinois birding network so let's start like by talking about this creek footage of the barred owls nate yeah um our other natural areas manager in the park alex lorish uh, got this great idea to put some trail cameras up on uh, parts of creeks that look like they were high traffic areas in the park. And uh, I don't have the exact count of species that he has captured on those cameras, but it's, uh, it's getting up there. And um, one of the cameras captured a adult barred owl a few times hunting from a, a log that crossed the creek. And then uh, maybe a week or two after that, the camera started to pick up the young owls uh, coming down, they were sitting on the log. They were doing their begging calls. It even got a parent coming to feed one of them. And some really interesting footage of these uh, young owls out of the nest, but not quite on their own yet. And speaking of owls, knock, knock, Nate. Who's there, Evan? Who? 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 Ha, you talk like an owl. <laughs> we knew a dad joke was in there somewhere. Um, but this brings up another picture that I saw. It was actually a picture of a barred owl that was taking a fish out of the water. And I had no idea that barred owls hunt, or owls in general can fish out of the water. Yeah, I don't. I can't speak on all the different owl species, but we have gotten a surprising number of uh, clips of owls um, going after things in the water, frogs crayfish, small fish, anything in that uh, shallow top couple inches of water I think is fair game for them. Yeah, what, what other stuff has, has, have you caught on that, um, on, on some of the uh, creek cams or other cameras? Well, I, don't, I can't give anything away, so I can only talk about the ones that we've posted so far, right. but lots of deer, um, some nice uh, clips of very young fawns just finding their feet, some raccoon families, uh, groundhogs, pileated woodpecker, a uh, number of coyotes, uh, possums. We had a, a mom possum with a little baby uh, clinging to her. Yeah. If you, if you get a chance, head on over to the Allerton Park uh, Bird Club Facebook page. Check out those videos. Uh, I think you'll be in store for some good stuff. So that, that about wraps it up for today's episode. Uh, just wanted to encourage everybody, if you could, go like our page on Facebook. Uh, if, you're, if you're an iTunes subscriber, 
Uh, leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, send us questions. Be happy to try and answer them if we, uh, if we can. We are going to be starting, hopefully, having guests in the next couple of weeks. Uh, some people from the American Birding Association, one of the local experts, possibly that is a, a wildlife rehabber for birds of prey. Um, maybe a, a guy that has done a study on the white-throated sparrow. So we're, we, we've got some really exciting educational stuff planned. If you have a chance, go out this week, go birding, have fun. Let us know what you're, you're thinking, what you're seeing out there. I'm Evan Smith. And I'm Nate Becky. And this is the Allerton Park Bird Club. We all should stay in